Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a In 4G Radio, episode 639, for February 15th, 2021, uh, and I want to thank everybody who is on recording with us today, because it is a special day. I was waiting on what the, day is it? The Marvin Gaye music came. Wow, wow, wow. You know. We're gonna get it on. <laughs> it is the V-Day, Valentine's Day, we record this. But on the show this week, we have Anthony. Yeah, I was lonely enough to come and do this. <laughs> we have the wombat. Love is a many-splendored thing. It is. It is. So I hope you are enjoying, enjoyed your day with your significant or insignificant other. I don't matter. Whatever. Your significant otter. <laughs> Cracking nuts on your chest. Fine. <laughs> I mean, you could take that any way you want. Woo! <laughs> I'm already off the rails. Yep, I don't have anything to respond to any of that. <laughs> hey, you know. How about you respond with telling us about your video games? Sure, Animal Crossing. Uh, yep. Uh, let's see. <laughs> That's the, that should be the review of Animal, Animal Crossing. Yep. You know what you're yep. getting into. Um, playing a game called Tohu for review. Um, it's a point-and-click game. It's really well animated. Uh, there is, like... <laughs> I finished the first area. It's separated by, like, planets. So, like, the first level slash tutorial is one planet. And then I go to the first planet, and I swear to God, I had to use their hint system because... I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do. And once I saw it, I'm like, I, I guess I could have stumbled my way into that. But the first part of it doesn't make any sense to me. And after that, I've been fine. Um, but I, I was... This is looks like it's set up for kids. And I don't think any kid was going to get that either. I'm pretty sure um, kids don't play point-and-click games. Listen, Ken, maybe some do. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't think they do. They play... They play the Minecrafters. Do they have point-and-click games in Roblox? Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but then, they probably do, right? I'm sure they do. Uh, and then, for some reason, I decided that I was going to start up Turok on last weekend after the podcast. Turok? Like, which Turok? Uh, both. <laughs> the no, good there's one, like seven. one and two. Yes, I know. Um, there's actually... Excluding Game Boy games, there's four for the N64, yeah. and then there was the PS2 game, 
And then there was the PS3 game. What was his name? The final boss? Uh, Tobias. Oh, of the that's the the PS3 one. Oh yeah, the, no, 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 on the T Rex. The, the guy that yeah, rides looks the, like the Colonel. Yeah, he rides the T Rex. That's in the PS2 game. Um, yeah, what's his last name? Turok Evolution, uh, I think was that game. Yeah. Okay. Then you uh, give me a second. The, oh, wow. a, I'm actually. Yeah, he looks oh, like yeah, a, there's that terrible Turok game called Turok Bruckner? Escape from Tobias Monday. Bruckner. I think it was Tobias Bruckner. Like, there's some great, like. uh Hold on. Turok. Makes great radio. Tobias Bruckner. Tobias Bruckner, yep. Is he the one that rides the dinosaur then? Yep, he looks like a Civil War guy. I think so, yeah, he looks like like the colonel. Okay. Anyways, I was playing uh, Dinosaur Hunter at first on PC, and I was enjoying myself, but I was like, man, I'm really tired of just fighting shit in the jungle. I thought I like maybe I forget this game, uh, but maybe it's later. But I'm like I made it to the third level. I'm like it's still goddamn jungle. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the first game is jungle, and it's it's very obtuse. Platforming. It's ab- yes. it's obtuse too. Like you know, there's portals. You go through the portals. You collect keys, and it's like oh, you've collected keys. To be fair, Turok Two is not much better. You're saving Turok Two children. is Turok Two at least changes up the environment quite a bit, and is and is more of a straightforward shooter than Turok One. Yes, but then you've got 1... that lady that talks to you. What would you like? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you, you take uh, it, it's it's just weird because the first game is clearly sci-fi still, but nowhere near as much as two. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Tal Set is not as interesting as Joshua Fireseed, or as cool, completely honest. Um, Joshua but... Fireseed, that's the most video game-ass name, yep. video game character. <laughs> we have a native character, what should we call him? Well... Joseph Fireseed. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's based on the comics. Yeah, but I mean, that's not fully true, because like, Turok comics had nothing to do with those Turok games until No, but they were, the, they were the, the, the building ground, so... But yeah, I had fun with both of them. Um, Good games. But, but and I forgot how I forgot how different those games were really from each other. Yeah, every Turok um, game has been a completely different game. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, it's a license I wish existed in better terms than it does. <laughs> that 360 game was okay. Uh, but I mean, like, that 360 game was published by Disney. Yeah. Or whatever their equivalent was. And then there's that terrible tile-based mobile game that was Oh, that thing is consoles. awful. That thing is yeah. bad. And there's still two other N64 games. Now, I think one of them was mostly multiplayer. Rage yeah, Wars. Rage, Rage Wars was mostly multiplayer, and then Turok 3, Shadow of Oblivion. Three, Shadow of Oblivion. Why do I think it was Seeds of Oblivion? Uh, Seeds of Evil was the second oh, game. right. Yeah, the... Um, I know a lot about. And Turok. I really wish, I really wish. <laughs> I know uh, a lot about Turok. <laughs> I wish Night Dive would put out the other two. I just don't know if they have the ability to. I don't think you can do Rage Wars now unless you're going to make it online, and I just don't know that there's enough interest in that. Right, let me rephrase it. I really wish they would put out three at least because it's the one I've never played. Three is and, is fine. It's. I mean, it's just because I have the first two. Just give me the third one. Yeah. Um. I'd play Evolution again, though. No, so. you wouldn't. 
I still have my Dude, PS2 it's copy. It's a bad video game. It's a bad video game. Ah, but I just cheat. <laughs> my 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 buddy that owned I've, I've told this story on the show before, but my buddy that owned the game store, um, his his biggest lot purchases of uh, specific games in the history of that store were he bought large lots of Torok Evolution and that. Terminator game on the PlayStation 2 oh. that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> there was two of them, I think. And it's probably um, the bad one you're talking about. Yes, it was horribly bad. <laughs> and he he got to the point where he decided he would just give copies of those away with other games. Well, Because he couldn't sell them. You worked the same time when that game came out at EB, and my god, we had so many used copies so, of that game. Terminator yeah, nobody nobody cared about those games. No. Rise of the Machines is the uh, one that he probably had. I don't remember. I'd have to see what the cover looks like. It's I don't the think red that was face. it, though. Rise of the Machines was Hold just on. the red Arnold cover, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then the other one was Terminator 3, The Redemption. Uh, which I believe is supposed to be the better game. Most Terminator I think it was Dawn of Fate. Was there a Dawn of Fate? Maybe. Uh, Donna Fate? Yes, Donna Fate is is just a bluish cover with the uh, cyborg face on it. I think that was it. it. That's the Atari probably. one. 20, uh, 2002? Yeah, that's probably yeah, about the right time yeah. frame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, t- that's the Atari one. Reception is bad. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> God, I forgot they made three Terminator games on the PS2. Jesus. Yeah. The new one's good, at least. Yeah. It's it's a good game. That's it for me. Alright. Well, Turok. Move, move over to the Wombat, who is not playing Turok. Well, I am not game. playing Turok. No, <laughs> I haven't played Turok since um, uh, the N64 days. Oh my. Uh, those PS, those PC other than about Other than about five minutes worth of Turok Evolution. You should um, you should definitely look into the updated ports of those games because they are good. great. They are very good. Yeah, I I just it it's Turok. Going back to Turok is one of those games that I feel like would be like going back to Perfect Dark for me, where it's like I don't what I enjoyed about this game seems like it's been surpassed by a lot of other games since. So I don't know that I would have the same nostalgic connection to going back to that game. My son really but, liked Perfect Dark when we played it. Like yeah, the 360 version, the 360 version of the or Xbox One version or whatever um really holds up of Perfect Dark. And that's kind of what Night Dive did with uh the Turok games brought to PC. Yeah, we shouldn't try to go back to the N64. I tried to play Quake 2 no. on the N64 this weekend. Don't don't yeah. What was no. the what was the frame rate, Ken? Well, I was running it at sixty because I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it still probably was like dropped now and then. I assume that game. Oh. It, it, um, woof. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I really have only played the same things that I always play every week anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Which I made it to, I won't spoil, a really cool part in that game that I'm really enjoying. Um, 
uh, and I won't say anything more about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it yet. Um, but um, so yeah, I'm really I'm really into that uh, specific part of the game that I'm in now. Um, I played Roblox with my son. Um, and really, man, that's it. I, I just don't. Uh, I downloaded Control um, oh, yeah. with the in, with the intention of playing it after I finish um, uh, Assassin's Creed. So that'll be the next game on my list. Um, but man, I just haven't had a lot of time. Um, I did play uh, a, a great game called Shovel My Driveway from all yeah. the friggin' snow that we got dumped on us. You get to yeah, do I it again tomorrow. Yeah, I know it's gonna be. Well, thankfully, I, so I, I have a snowblower, um, but when we got dumped on with snow the other day, I didn't have any gas for it. So uh, yeah. I've, I've, I have gas for it now. So uh, this the, the next round that we're supposed to get another seven or eight inches or whatever we're supposed to get, um, I, I'll be able to use my snowblower on that. So that won't be too bad. Yeah, we got to make sure to get out before the shit starts tonight. Yeah. Yeah, well, I went yesterday to the store and uh, gathered up all the necessary <laughs> items because you know how it is around here, man. Oh, dude, I was snows, I was there yesterday and and it was lose just their minds. Madhouse of pe- between last minute Valentine's gifts and preparation for Blizzard 2.0, <clears throat> which is so you stupid. would think it you would think it has never snowed. In yeah. the history of Southwest Ohio, the way people act around here when it snows. I know, and it's just like, dude, you realize this? You're only going to be like locked in for a few hours. You'd be all right. Yeah, you'd be all right. It'd be, it'd be but, okay. But that's uh, that's the way it goes around here. <laughs> hey, so uh, nobody ever accused us of living, you know, in in the vicinity of very intelligent people. <laughs> well, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, so what else? Uh, I think really, honestly, that's it. Um, I haven't, I haven't played much outside of that. All right. Uh, I guess I'll wrap it up. I, I get to be the one that played all the stuff. Uh, I can finally talk about Little Nightmares 2. Uh, my review for that went up. That is a wonderful, uh, sequel to a really good game. Um, it's pretty much the same idea, you know, kind of that pseudo 2D mixed with 3D where you can kind of go in and out of the environments. Uh, lots of puzzle solving, platforming, you know, stealth gameplay. Uh, the one thing that they did add to this sequel that I think was added that did not need to be there was the combat. Um, which you'll get into situations where you can pick up an item and basically you get one swing. It's almost like a combat puzzle to where something will come at you and you will get one swing at it. And if you miss, then you will die. And it really kind of broke part of that game. And, and any time that it came up, I was just very disappointed to have to do that because the rest of that game was very much what the first one was, where there was a lot of tension a lot of really disturbing and creepy imagery that was quite terrifying. Um, I did like the two-character dynamic of having uh, the, the the protagonist from the original game um, kind of help you through certain areas. 
and it can't be understated that the the visual and sound design in that game is just fantastic. Like it uh, is. Is it is it as wet and gross as the yes, first game? Yes. Ugh. Extremely wet and gross and really <laughs> the most uncomfortable. The sound effects that are happening, um, the big enemy designs are just as disturbing as the first game, and it it is a fun romp. Uh, I am. Apparently, there's an updated version coming for Series X and PS5, and I would like to see what it looks like then because it already disturbs me. I'm kind of disappointed it didn't have HDR. It feels like a kind of game that would really benefit from that, you know, that lighting and that color. But um, it's still genuinely just a beautifully disgusting game. It's our uh, first game in two years. Surprisingly, I didn't realize there's that much of a gap between the first game and this one. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a 2017. Yeah, they're they're very re- they're a French studio that were very reminiscent of, of um, Sweden. Sweden. I thought they were French. Nope. Why did... Swedish? I mean, even their name sounds French. Uh, Tarsier is a type of like um, lemur or something. Huh. Um. Yeah, uh, but I, I forgot. I was trying to figure out because it's um, it's the other studio that did um, Rhyme and uh, God, Sexy Brutal. Because like there was two companies that were doing weird stuff. Because this is the one that Tarsier did, uh, Tearaway Unfolded, Little Big Planet Three, and I was like, I couldn't remember who they did the Stretchers in 2019 as well. Um, and then they did Static, which is still my favorite VR game. So. Hmm. I really, I really liked uh, Tearaway Unfolded. Yeah. I like that game a lot. A lot of people like Tearaway. Surprised? Well, I'm not surprised Sony didn't bring it back, but they keep trying to make Little Big Planet work. Yeah. Well, they at least did something. They they dropped Little Big Planet and just called it Boy. Well, yeah, they finally made it what yeah. you wanted it to be, which was a the, cutesy yeah. platformer that didn't have weird ass physics. Yeah. And and didn't like try to shoehorn creation in. I mean, we also have dreams, Gwent. He doesn't jump like he's Poochie leaving the planet. Also, any game that that gives you like Britney Spears levels, pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. What game gives you Britney Spears levels? Sackboy. Oh, it does. It has like There's music video levels level. where the levels like pulsate with the music, time. like Rayman. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's very much like that. Yeah, and they they use a lot of pop artists and one of them is I think it's Toxic. Britney Spears Toxic. Uh, it's a cool ass level. I ain't gonna lie. I like the music levels a lot in uh, Rayman. Yeah. That new Sackboy game is pretty good. It ain't $70 good, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to pick it up eventually. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if that's a PS Plus game at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'll talk about Mario last. I'll run through the indie games real quick. I played Endurance Space Action. That game seems like it might have been cool. Uh, it's like a top-down twin-stick shooter where you're in the space station where all the like the crew starts getting infected and attacking you. Um, but for some reason, that game runs like dog shit. Like, like the frame rate is just really bad. 
um, so it was very hard to enjoy. Uh, I played The Wild 8, which is a survival game where you pick one of several characters and try to survive in a Arctic area. Stop me if you've heard this a million times before. But you go around, pick up wood and rocks and build tools and survive and collect. It is a top-down twin-stick style, though, so there's your there's your twist. I... I like a good survival game. Boy, do a lot of them just do the same shit over and over. Yeah, that's kind of like when I was playing the game, I was like, wow, I feel like I've played this tutorial at least 600 times in my life. I, Punch the tree. I, build the I think workbench. I, I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Nothing disappointed me more than um, Metal Gear Survive being really bad because I liked the idea of having a survival game with Metal Gear that game was Aspects. fine until the the defend, tower defense the, the, to defend that, the point and shit. That and why that's the thing that they decided to make that game revolve around is baffling. Because other than that, that game is great. Yeah, but I enjoyed that keep... game up until that shit where you're building fences and and <sighs> it's just so tedious. I yep. did not enjoy. And it. I was like, well, I'm done with this. I traded it in. I. Oh, man. Going into the dust, it was so close to being good. Yep, they oh. almost got it. And it's just like I don't want to keep picking up rocks and shit. Like, there's so many more interesting places to bring this idea. Yep. So this is another one of those. Uh, Robophobic is a An, again. This must have been the week of top-down shit. This is also a top-down game um, set in the 70s where this girl going through like these industrial levels shooting robots. The hook to this game is that the enemies only move when you move. So think of like super hot. So as long as you're not moving or performing an action, the enemies will not attack. Uh, it's got a very chibi art style kind of look to it. It's neat, but again, nothing to get super excited about. Then I played the Rattalaka Jam of the Week, which is Ultra Goodness 2. It is a twin, again, top-down twin-stick shooter, where you play this angry dude and you just shoot rabbits. Yeah. Fun. Uh, then I played the East, uh, East Asia Soft is also getting to the point where they're putting out almost a game a week. Uh, this game is called Hashtag Sinuka Attack. And you play a dude with a pool cue and you have to shoot pool balls uh, to solve puzzles. So shoot the pool balls into areas to open doors or to hit switches to open doors. The controls are really weird where you jump with the left trigger and you pull the right trigger to load to like spring load your pool cue to depend on how hard you hit it and you aim with the right stick to shoot it in different directions it was neat i beat it in one sitting it's not a lot of levels but it was neat uh I think that's all I played. Yeah, that's all the indie stuff I played. And then I played basically all weekend spent with my 
my longtime homie Mario. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Um, Super Mario 3D World in and of itself is a game that was so good and so criminally underplayed because it was on the Wii U. Now you can remedy that. You can play this wonderful game on the Switch. And it's as great as it was back then. One of the best 3D Mario games ever made. But, in this package you also get Bowser's Fury. And Bowser's Fury is awesome. (laughs) So Bowser's Fury is a new kind of 3D Mario where it is a straight open world. Like, there's no levels. There are areas that you can go to and inside each area are a set of objectives that you can complete to collect cat shines. And the cat shines, if you've ever played a Mario game, serve as, you know, your standard collectathons, moons, shines, stars, whatever, you know, Mario's always collected. And I mean it's just it's such a cool concept to put Mario in this open world where you can kind of go anywhere, do anything. The further you progress, you unlock new areas. Um, eventually you get the crazy water dinosaur that you can ride. Um, between... Plessy. Oh, he actually has a name? Yeah, Plessy. Plessy? Plessy. Okay. That is a weird name. Um, But you can... You know, you can kind of go anywhere, do anything, and then every now and then, there's this crazy big giant angry Bowser that comes up, and collecting the shines unlocks these giant bells, and basically when Bowser shows up, you can use one of these bells to essentially have a giant kaiju battle in the open world. (laughs) And it's kind of amazing. Um... I didn't realize I was on mute, and I'm sitting here talking about how Plessy is named Plessy because she's a plesiosaur. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about it, and I'm like, why isn't anybody answering me? <laughs> oh, because I'm on mute. Why is Ken just talking? Because we can't hear you. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I really like this kind of new style of Mario in this like 3D open world. And it's not long. Um, I feel like you can do everything 100% between 6 and 8 hours. But it is some of the most fun I have had with a Mario game. Probably since 3D, like Super Mario 3D World. Like, I love You're saying Honestly, Bowser's Fury is just is, is 8 hours? Yeah. Just it's by about, itself? About 6 to 8 hours if you want 100%, like, collect every cat shine. Right. So. But that's not including the Mario 3D World stuff. No, no, that's not all at all. But Super Mario 3D World is already a massive fucking game. Yeah. So yeah, um, this package is incredible. Uh, if you missed it on the Wii U, I mean, I can't. Super Mario 3D World by itself was worth picking up. But when you include Bowser's Fury, it's just off the charts. Like, this might be the best package of Mario games I've seen in a long-ass time. Since last year, when they combined Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy in a bundle. <laughs> No, absolutely. 
Um, yeah. But I mean, those games were, let's be fair, they were older games. Yeah. Whereas this one is, is it's a 2013 game and then this like six hour experiment. Which I, I think, like. I think part of the issue with like the sales of 3D World wasn't just um, that. It was like not too long after Super Mario 3D Land. It was only two years. I know that seems like a long time, but I remember looking at it and going like, this looks like more of this, the exact same thing. Like, this is not what anybody wanted. Like, because the Wii U didn't have a 3D Mario, like in the traditional Super Mario 64 vein, right? So. Yeah. And now I look uh, at it and I, I'm very much wrong. I love 3D World, but. Yeah, I, I was a huge fan of 3D World. I played a lot of it on the Wii U. Yeah, and it's still Which awesome. is why I haven't bought this one yet, because it's like, I, I played the other one to death, but if you're telling me there's eight hours worth of stuff there outside of the stuff I've already played, then it may be worth it. And yeah. I've also seen, like, they've made changes to, like, the way characters move. Yeah, they sped so, up like, the characters. Like, they're all faster. Yeah, which Toad is almost unplayable. <laughs> That's how fast he moves now? Yeah, because, like, Mario moves as fast as, like, default Toad. Um, and then they also have, like, the dive move from Odyssey. Yes. Where you go into a roll after, which is crazy. Yeah, they, they tweaked a lot of this game, and it looks really good. Uh, I'm playing on the M Classic, and just getting that sharper image quality and color correction is really making this game pop. Like, if you told me this was running you know, on one of these new consoles, I, I wouldn't argue with you. Like, that's how good Nintendo's art design is. So. Yeah. I spent a lot of time playing Mario this week, and I could not be happier. I love a good Mario game. And Super Mario... I'm I'm far enough removed from Super Mario 3D World that revisiting it is, is a treat. Because it has some genuinely incredible levels and puzzles and stuff. But then I started playing Bowser's Fury, and I'm just like, wow, I really like this concept of, like, all the levels are there, you can go to them, you can do different um, kind of objectives in each area, they're clearly marked, you know, it's just, and it it adds, you know, it, it brings a lot of the, you know, like the cat suit, and the boomerang suit, and the tanuki suit, and then, and then you have the giant kaiju battles, and you're just like, okay, this... This is something new that Mario has never done, and I kind of dig it. It's also co-op, too. So you can play two players, where one of you is Mario and the other one of you is Bowser Jr. Oh, nice. Yeah, because the, the, the premise of the game is that you know Bowser's gotten crazy, he's, he's under a fury spell, and Bowser Jr. asked Mario to help him you know, calm his dad down. So, but yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic game. I can't recommend it enough. Especially for people who skipped Super Mario 3D World. And I think... I think that's all I played. I mean, I played Overwatch. Yeah. I always play that. Ain't nobody care about that. Yeah. BlizzCon's coming up. Might it's finally, true. Might finally see that sequel. Yeah, maybe, although it's not coming out till next year, so who knows? Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I got another year of that, that first one in me. Like by the by the time the sequel comes out, I will have been playing the first one for six years. 
crazy. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of things coming out, there's only one more game uh, coming natively to PS5 and Series X for the rest of February. And that is Anodyne 2, Return to Dust. That's a weird-ass game. Well, that that's, is... just a, that's the best I can tell you. I Have fun. It's weird. It's very, very weird. The first game's weird. This one's even weirder. Oh, well, there you go. That is the game coming for PS5 and Series X. It looks like an old PS1 game, and then you go inside people's minds, and then it looks like it... Well, it looks like kind of somewhere between Link's Awakening and A Link to the Past in terms of graphics, and you vacuum up all the dust... You fight a boss, then you exit, and you're back in PS1 world. Yep. Okay. I, I'm i telling you right now, there's too much to go into to explain what the fuck is going on in those games. Well, <clears throat> coming to PS4 and Xbox One, we've got uh, Annapurna Interactive Deluxe Limited Edition, Fallen Legion Revenants, Hellpoint, Necromunda, Underhive Wars, Caldor Gang, Speed Limit. Ow. Yeah, that's that's a that's a mouthful, isn't it? It's yeah. Warhammer, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, Speed Limit, uh, Gravity Heroes, Persona Five Strikers, Puss, and Steven Universe Unleash the Light. Uh, Xbox. Uh, Kick It Bunny. Uh, Boom Blaster. Uh, Not sure why, but but Necromunda sounds like it would be the beginning of a joke that ends with Necromunda these balls. Yeah, I I think the same thing. I'm always thinking of like Framunda Cheese when I hear that name. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help myself. Uh, on the Switch, a lot of the same stuff, but we're also getting uh, Half Past Fate Romantic Distancing. Uh, hashtag Drive. Azure Lane Crosswave. Brutal Rage. I think I use an Azure Wave Crosswave to uh, clean my kitchen floors. <laughs> SNK versus Capcom Match of the Millennium. That's another Neo Geo Pocket port to the Switch. Void Gore. Astro... Astrologaster? I guess that's what you would call that. Blackjack World Tour. Capes Escape Game Second Room. Cathedral. Crazy Ose. Glam. Doom and Destiny Advanced, and Thomas was alone. I forgot to mention, um, I messed around with Sega Saturn and 3DO on RetroArch this weekend. Yeah. I really Does, uh, <laughs> did. Every Saturn game run like a slideshow. No, I played um, Children of the Atom, and it ran fine. Okay. Yeah, it ran fine. Really? Yeah. It should be noted that, like, I about a decade ago, I tried emulating on the Saturn, and I could get uh, Panzer Dragoon to run with, like, look visually, it looked fine, but clearly there was lag. 
it's the problem's always been like the less popular the game, the worse it runs. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, it, it, but it's just one of those things where it's like like N sixty four games like emulating. It's always been weird. It's just obviously there isn't as much love for the Sega Saturn, but I'm surprised uh, that it's running okay via RetroArch because I don't think it's been updated in a decade. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought Beetle had been updated, and that's what I'm running it on. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's not all what I, I know. Running, is, so I tried to play Guardian Heroes on Beetle not too long ago. And it was like playing it in slow motion. Maybe yeah, I should try that and see if that one... Because I wonder if it's just a game... It, it, like Anthony said, it's probably going to be a game-per-game basis. But I booted up you know, Children of the Atom, and like the intro runs fine. Then I hopped into a match, and, and I, it felt good. I was able to pull off moves. <laughs> you know? When Magic Carpet on the Saturn looks like it can run at all. <laughs> kidding. It's, it's a really bad port. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I booted up 3DO, and I am reminded that I did not need to play Way of the Warrior again. You didn't need to play anything on the 3DO again, yeah. if I'm being honest. I mean, I could I could grab some Plumbers Don't Wear Ties and play that. <laughs> Why did I think that was the CDI? No, that was that was 3DO. CDI, like I looked into it. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll check out uh, the the Zelda games on that. Um, um, just just so I can hear that that, um, that rocking um, theme song, the do 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 do. Um, I'm also if, uh, I'm also Saturn starting emulation. To, what's that? I was gonna say, I wonder if the Saturn emulation would make my copy of like the Horde show Kirk Cameron in high def. <laughs> you come out and tell you about Jesus. Ugh. Um. I, I, I'm still waiting on the update for PS2. I'd like to I'd like to dick around with PS2 and RetroArch. Yeah, I, I guarantee my system won't run PS2 and RetroArch. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. You'd have to have a beefy machine for that. Uh, I also kind of started tinkering with with portable stuff. I played some GBA, uh, Game Boy Advanced, and Game Boy Color stuff. I just took all. I I bought a bunch of trays recently for all my. Game Boy games and put them in a little plastic shelving unit. It's very nice to have them all organized for once instead of just like in a bin. Yeah, the, I forgot some of the great games that came out on Game Boy Advance. Like I was messing around with Circle of the Moon and um, fucking the Metroid games. Oh, yeah. Um, going through mine, like I was just like, oh yeah, I remember like all the. Th- uh, Super Mario Advance games and the small changes that they made. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like you said, the Castlevania, because I have the double pack of uh, Aria of Sorrow and I don't remember the name of the other one. Circle of the Moon is its own cartridge. What was the other one? With Ju- Juiced Belmont? God. Um... That the one I played. I gotta try to remember. The, the, all the the advanced games always like bleed together for me. This is the one where it had that really weird neon glow around the character. Oh, uh, the two that I messed around with, Aria and Circle of the Moon. Those are two I messed around with. Oh, I hate the know. fact I can't remember Harmony of Dissonance. Harmony of Dissonance. I thought that was the 360 one. 
No, that is Harmony yeah, of I thought Despair. It's too. Harmony of Despair. Okay. Yeah. Terrible there's, naming. Convention. I mean, there's too many weird fucking. It's always something of something. With Castlevania. Drives me crazy. Dawn of Sorrow made sense because, well, no, it didn't because it wasn't on DS. Never mind. No, Aria of Sorrow is the Game Boy Advance one. Dawn of Sorrow is the DS one. Oh, is it? Okay, so that makes yeah. sense. The DS. Yeah. Dawn yeah. of Sorrow. Gotcha. So yeah, it's it's always fun to to catch up and and kind of mess around with new stuff. And you know, 3DO was a weird system. It's one of those ones that you need the uh, the good old BIOS for, by the way. And there are way too many oh, bi- yeah. there are way too many BIOS because if you remember, there was like six different versions. So there's like the Gold Star and the Fuck it. There were more versions of the 3DO than there were games for the 3DO, I think. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, there's more. Uh, that's actually, I think, true with... Um, what was the one that was like the weird DVDs? The weird Do you DVD. know the system I'm talking about? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Weird DVDs. Give me a second, alright? I'm finding well, um, what's... Yeah... Um, I'm pretty sure it even had its own stupid version of Tempest. Um, There's a lot of CD. It was a DVD. It was it was later than. Uh, now I'm now I'm irritated. Now everybody has to wait because I'm going to find out what it's fucking called. Okay, well called. you find out what it's called. I'll move on to the news. New on. That's what? what it was called. The Project the New One. I, rem- I remember that now. They were weird enhanced DVD players, and I swear there's as many versions of the DVD players as there are games. I'm still sad we never got Laserdisc games. Get like it's weird the- Laserdisc. Well, they, they did that weird... Um, I know they did fucking Dungeon... Uh, Wazer Active. What was that? Wazer Active technically had the Bluth Laserdisc games. games. What are the blue schemes? Uh, Dragon's Lair. Space. Ace. You know those games they bring back every time a new system comes out? Like, ooh, check yeah. these out. Ooh. But yeah, that's the closest we had was that <clears throat> laser active system where it was like a fortune to own. Uh, da, 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 the news. According to several reports and now confirmed by Xbox engineers... There will be an announcement this week for the backwards compatibility functionality on the Xbox Series X. Uh, whether that is new games being added or the the ever-touted super resolution or frame rates. Maybe that's this week? I don't know. Well, we're, we're getting rid of it and we're actually taking it off all consoles. Yeah, your Xbox Series X no longer plays anything except Series X. And if you try to put a disc in, we will come to your house and break that disc in front of you. Yeah. So no, it kick should you be, in the nuts. Yeah. I would really love to see them put like uh, something in there like auto HDR that automatically upgrades all your games to like 60 FPS. That'd be, that'd be beautiful. I'd be down for that. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 is coming to Steam. So if you ever wanted to pay for it and pay and play it on Valve's service, you can do that now. Or you can just have Game Pass and play it on your PC anyway. 
I, I am always just amazed that people that there are people out there that would rather pay for a game just to launch it in a different launcher. Yeah. Like it's not like it's on a different system. Well, it depends because um, if uh, if it has Windows Seven capability, the the X the Microsoft or Xbox or whatever isn't available on Windows Seven. But if it has Windows Seven capability, you'd have to play it through Steam. I'm pretty sure if Microsoft put a game out, the first part of game, that they would probably try to make it work on most things. But also, the who the fuck is, is running a... Windows Seven, Anthony? Besides you, a lot of people. Not not a lot. Not my fucking fault that when I upgraded, they were like, ah, it crashes every fucking minute. This is sucks. So I went back. <laughs> Are you not George R. Banks? Fault. Are you George R. Banks over there? This is sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Misa, no, use this. Yeah. Oh, God damn, that was funny. <laughs> fucking, it was awful. Just like George R. Banks. I don't know. I, I don't live in the Stone Age. My PC runs Windows 10. I'm good. Well, laddie fucking duh. I've been running Windows since it came out. I've never had a crash on me. Uh, that's good for you. It doesn't change what I had to deal with. I know, that's and the my, joke. My friend has the same issue. Yeah, well, great. It worked out. <laughs> that's the joke. If, fucking... it didn't, if it didn't affect me, it's not real. Didn't you know that? Yeah. Right. Uh, Activision has confirmed that Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time is getting a free update for Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Uh, the enhanced version will run at 4K60 and be in March. There are signups if you want to check out MLB The Show 21. There is a closed beta coming soon. Tales of the Borderlands is going to be relisted. So if you missed out on that, you can go get it again. Um, Final Fantasy XII was added to Xbox Game Pass this week, uh, and apparently in Japan, it was immediately removed the next day. <laughs> Okay. So, like, it's not available in Japan. You know, the Japanese RPG Final Fantasy XII is not available in Japan on Xbox Game Pass. I have no idea why. Weird. Yeah. Remember G4? Yeah. You know G4 is coming back. I did know that. I know that specifically because Xavier Woods is going to be one of the hosts. Well, I've got two more hosts for you from the original I G4. Guess. We have Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira are coming back. Yep, I heard that. So, you can get excited to watch G4. Because, I mean, it's not like there's any kind of video game coverage in video form on the internet nowadays. Crazy. (laughs) Uh, Ikea has announced a huge lineup of gaming furniture, including a giant wooden hand that you can put your headphones on. Thanks, Ikea. I can't wait to put that shit together myself. And you'll put that shit together yourself, and you'll eat those Swedish meatballs, and you'll be happy. I've never actually had their Swedish meatballs. People tell me they're actually pretty good. I've I've heard their hot dogs are great too, and they're dirt. The, the so. Swedish meatballs are are delicious. I've been in IKEA one time. 
Yeah, like uh, I don't go to IKEA. It's so busy there too. Fuck that noise. And I was not even. It was not even for me. I've never bought anything. Oh, their glass cabinets are great. I mean, there's a reason why everybody uses that shit. Mm -hmm. I just don't. Yeah. yeah. So do you remember the one time we we went into the Ikea store near us, my wife had a panic attack and uh, we left. Honestly, if it's if she has a thing with like crowds, I totally understand that. That was awful experience. It's not only that it's it's a crowd, it's that you have to be like led through it, right? Like you have to go a certain way. It has to go a certain way. There's, yeah, it's it's very it's very confining if I, you have uh, concerns with being confined and like not being able to just freely kind of go wherever you want to. Yeah, it's a weird layout. It's a maze. Yep. Yep. So do you remember we were talking about um, the ukulele creator oh, changing yeah. its well, name? A, yeah. So it turns out that they're beginning becoming a publishing studio. That was the that was what they were. They didn't really change their name even. Like it was such a weird thing to send in an email to all their backers. But yeah. I mean, okay, you're publishing, cool. Yeah, it right. seemed like a build up for not necessarily like a big deal. Like it's, it's cool. A big, it's a it's cool. A big... You're right, it's cool, but they made it sound like it was going to be like, hey, we're working on a new game, or we got bought, or something like that. I I think it's it's cooler to people who make video games that there's another publisher, right? And it's a publisher that has people of pedigree working there, right? Like, I, I think it's, I think it's... I think it's interesting, I just don't know if they should have sort of set people up, like, something's coming! Okay. I, I wish they would say it like Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. Something's coming. Something's coming. Me unintentionally doing voices today of potentially racist caricatures. Great. <laughs> it's it's all on record now too. You're in trouble. Uh, uh, hey, at least I called myself out for the mistakes. Uh, Ratchet and Clank has got a release date. It'll be out in June, June 11th. Okay kind of late into the year in comparison to what they were, the, the launch window. Well, maybe they're waiting uh, to when people can actually buy a fucking buy PlayStation 5. You yeah. know? That'd be cool. It'd be cool if people could buy these fucking machines. Good lord. Uh, Microsoft's confirmed that Halo Wars 2 will get no more new content and no sequel is planned. But I'm sure if you asked them after Halo Wars 1 if there was a sequel plan, they probably would have said no. I mean, Halo Wars 2 came out a long time ago. Yeah. So, let's be fair, not a lot of people played those games. They're good, but that's not why you want to play Halo. Uh, I don't, I was trying to think if there's anything else. Scrolling through, I don't see a lot of big news going on, going on. Jack Black's going to be Claptrap in the Borderlands yep. movie. That movie has way now. too much star power at this point. Yeah, I, I'm never watching it. it, it it's not going to be... I, I'm kind of done with Borderlands anyways, which doesn't help. But, like, 
all right. Like the the scenes they're like Kevin Hart's gonna play uh Roland. Roland. I mean like Roland's a dry ass character. I don't necessarily want him to be funny because that's kind of the point of his characters to be the straight guy and like all right <laughs> like i don't know like claptrap's gonna be jack black you, are you gonna process his voice to the point like claptrap's is originally it's just gonna be jack black's voice like i don't know it's just oh let's talk about street fighter 5 okay oh okay the new season was announced to start on February 22nd. People who purchase the season pass um, will also get the character 11, uh, but that, uh, 11 is not part of the season pass. I don't understand that at all. That's so stupid. Yeah, 11's like a like a training character or something, right? Like it's um, it's just a character that turns into all the other characters. Yeah, but wasn't he like a regular character in Street Fighter 3? Uh, yeah, but I don't know that he's a regular character in this one. I mean, he is. He's a character, but I think he just, like, his whole thing is just that he turns into the other characters. Hmm. So that'll be, you can do that. You can buy the season pass, which will have Dan and, you know, a bunch of other people, the, the fighting EX layer crossover character. Uh, they still haven't announced the final character. <sighs> I really didn't think Street Fighter could get worse than it's getting. But on top of the season pass, they're also doing like battle pass, and it's forty dollars. So what what do you get for the battle pass that you don't get in the season pass? I have no fucking clue. It's gonna be costumes. I think costumes. Costumes. Uh, they're also adding a V shift, which is a new mechanic. I'm trying to find. Uh, let me. Because this article does not have Battle Pass, Street Fighter Five Premium Pass is what it's called. Uh, here's how the offer works: the Premium Pass will include the following items in addition to the new characters: two stages, five profile themes, eight titles, twenty-six costumes, a hundred thousand dollars in fight money. And character color colors for Dan, Rose, Oro, and Akira, and the fifth season pass DLC character. The story costumes get colors 3 through 10, and the battle default and story costumes have 11 through 15. They really want you to spend a lot of money on Street Fighter V fucking, what, six, seven years after it came out? Yes. And let's be fair, is anybody even talking about Street Fighter anymore? No. Other than the hardcores, probably not. Man, I don't like, know. But that game has been a Smash Brothers Melee that did not work. Smash Brothers Melee has people talking about it probably more than Street Fighter Five. So like, I don't know. It's it's almost like we're in a drought because we haven't had a new big fighting game in a couple years. Like, there's not been a new Mortal Kombat. There's not been a new Street Fighter. I mean, even at this point, Smash Brothers is, what, two years old? I think so. And then, like, the big games coming out this year are, what, fucking Guilty Gear? And I, and I know Guilty Gear is a good game, but it is not, like, 
one of the big dogs, you know? It's not a Tekken, it's not a Street Fighter, so... Of course, to be fair, Tekken 7 is still getting fucking DLC. <coughs> yeah. So, it's crazy to me. We're finally where we thought we wanted to be, where they release one game a generation and just add a bunch of characters to it. Problem is, Street Fighter Five is... It's been mostly Launched bad. poorly. Yeah, yeah, it's been mostly bad. And, and I, then, yeah, I feel bad for all the fans because, like, I'm not a fan of it. But like, that's it's just disappointing to know, like, the pioneer of the genre that st- stayed, like, stood its ground for a long time. Is kind of this now. Yeah, I can't. And Street Fighter Four was just so incredible. Yeah, Street it's Fighter Four still a better game, in my opinion. Yeah, like I, it's I just like... disappointing because it is like a revival of the series. Um, like we, it had been so long, you know what I mean. And it felt like a real turning point, and uh, instead, it just turned into this. Well, they made so many bad decisions at the launch, like making it exclusive to one console. Um... Yeah basically launching it with like five characters and no arcade mode and, and no yeah. versus mode. Like it was, man, it felt like that game came out two years too early and it just, it just did not go well. And if I remember correctly, that was when like Capcom was in a lot of trouble. Like they weren't doing that well financially. Like they hadn't had the monster hunter success. They hadn't had the resident evil success. Devil may cry. Yeah. Like, yeah. they were having they're a hard still, time. Yeah, they're still recovering from, um... God, the guy behind my number nine's choices. Oh, KG Inafune? Inafune. Yeah. yeah, he made some really bad choices when he was in charge of a lot of the decisions at Capcom. And now Capcom got all kind of money, so let's see an awesome yeah. Street Fighter Six. Let's 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 put Street Fighter Five to bed, please. Let's yeah, smother it. them with a pillow. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got an email. St- oh, I got one more thing. Oh, um, go ahead. Go ahead. They're still adding content to Dying Light. Where's Dying Light Two? God damn it! There's all kinds of stuff going on about Dying Light Two. Oh. I don't know if you saw the internet this weekend go nuts because like uh, there was rumors that it was being bought. People thought it was going to Xbox. Then the community manager came out and said, "No, we're not being bought." And everybody's like, "Of course you'd say that because that's what you would have to say." That's I don't know. Okay, sure. So, well, the lead writer on Dying Light 2 was fired because he's a garbage human being. So That game's never coming out. <laughs> it, it's now a what's coming out first, Dead Island 2 or Dying Light 2? Which is kind of funny because it's both Techland things. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have to bring this up because now we're the Horny Game Podcast. Um, when did this happen? When did that happen? I didn't sign on for that. Two weeks. Ah, well, fuck you. Um, I had I, I had a good laugh when I saw like <laughs> earlier this week, Akiba's trip is getting re-released or something. Yeah, it's coming to PS4 and Switch. I want to say, <laughs> and it's it's called Hellbound and Debriefed. Yeah, if you don't know what Akiba's <laughs> trip is, like that's like the Sailor Moon game where like their clothes come <sighs> off or something. It's, it's like literally, it's it's written in a way so you read it as Akiba. 
Oh, I just thought that was funny. It's a it's wordplay, ladies and gentlemen. All right, email time. All right, this email is a hundred percent wombat. Okay. This comes from Chad. He says, "Forgive me, N4G fathers, since it has been several months since my last email." Speaking of fathers, I've been having a debate with my dad for a while on the topic maybe you can discuss. Is NASCAR really a sport? He says yes. it is. Well, hold on, i got to finish. We'll get <laughs> okay. there. He says it is, but what defines it as a sport? There is competition, but not really any physicality. He says it requires focus, stamina, and precision, and that there is a reason why specific drivers often end up at the top of the poles. I told him the characteristics he points out could also be applied to playing video games. So can playing video games be considered a sport? His counter is that video games aren't video game players aren't at risk of death or bodily injury and doesn't count. So back to my first question, is NASCAR really a sport? Till next time. Yes. It is there is not only is it like super hot in those cars, they are Wearing a bunch of protective gear, which makes it even worse. Then they're under a certain amount of like force from driving the car as fast as they are. Um, it is, it is exhausting from the sounds of it being in one of those vehicles as long as yeah. they are. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I don't know if you've ever gone on a car ride longer than an hour and a half, um, but picture that at you know 180 miles an hour with cars right next to you the entire time. Um, and, you know, up until somewhat recently, those cars didn't have power steering either. Um, the, the the NASCAR cars have power steering now. I don't think the Indy cars do. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a sport. It's and, there's a, and, you know, Anthony made the point of how hot it gets in those cars. Um, there was actually a uh, driver who got... Uh, burned when was that probably 10 years ago um because it was the cooling the internal cooling system in his car messed up so he was getting really hot and a pit crew member um tried to run water from a hose down his back and didn't realize that the black hose had been sitting in the sun all day oh. um, and ran water down his back and scalded him um so yeah it's nascar is definitely and, a sport and it's 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 not like i don't know how to put this they're not like your normal athlete. It isn't this thing you can really like work towards. It's like endurance based rather than like just a show of strength at that moment. So um, as much as I don't really care for the sport, there's, there's also a lot going on mentally. Like it, sure your pit crews included in the decision-making and stuff, but like same with F1. Like those people have to know what's going on with their car at like times, and that's like, way more than people think. Like we drive on roads very slow in comparison, and they're having to make split second decisions. Um, yeah. I know that we like relating this to video games. I know that sounds very similar, but like you can sit in an air conditioned room. Like yeah, there's definitely the a, there's a certain there's a certain degree of athleticism that goes along with. NASCAR that's just not present in competitive gaming. I agree with you that the um like focus and um the mental skills and concentration are are similar um but physically um 
there are there are physical things that go into driving a stock car that just don't encounter um it's not like driving your car i I would recommend looking up you know some of the videos or or articles online about the physical toll of driving a stock car well to counter and i don't disagree with the nascar portions of this i i as much as i joke about it i do think it is a sport as far as gaming goes competitive gaming is not like you playing a video game no, there, for sure. There's a reason why the competitive gaming literally, besides the skill ceiling, most people don't do it past like 25. And, and it's because of the sure. mental toll that it also takes. Like there's, there have been people that have had true mental issues. Absolutely. After, That's why I said, I, I yeah. think, you know, the, the, the level of fix, uh, um, fixation and um, uh, concentration the mental aptitude is very similar. It just video games don't have the same physical toll that something like stock car racing has. Yep. Like I, I, I would have no problem with them both being sports. But being I, sure, I, I, sport. I mean, yeah. yeah I, really, honestly, anything like that that requires skill, I'm confident calling a sport. You know, I I would call you know golf and bowling and darts a sport um, because they require a certain amount of dexterity. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if that's a, the thing to say, like, but I don't consider something like poker a sport. <sighs> like, don't get me wrong, but, like, at that point, are we just changing the word competition out for sport? Like, I understand this is a, a like, far more nuanced conversation than what the question is asking. Yeah, I mean, it's different. Poker is a little bit different, I think. Uh, I, I don't know. I go back. I kind of, I kind of agree with you a little bit. I think just because there's not the same like video games don't. Video games are athletic in terms of small movement dexterity, um, which is also something like darts has small motion dexterity associated if, with it. But as someone but that poker really bowl, doesn't. But as someone that used to bowl, I've seen seniors bowl. And bowl very well, and yeah, sure. You know, I mean, it's I, just one of those. I was in a bowling I, league for ten years. Bowling is definitely <laughs> a sport. But it's just one of those things where it's like, it, I understand why people want to draw a line. I don't really care because, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, with the Super Bowl being last weekend, people have been asking if Brady's the greatest athlete that's ever lived. Well, that's not really comparable. Like, you know. It, He's a foot like that doesn't mean he's good on in, in on a baseball field like. Well, he's he's compare? also he's also on a team sport now. He yeah. is. I mean, well, you can't deny the fact that the man has won more championships I'm, than any team I'm combined. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm just saying, like the 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 conversations people want to have is isn't really taking into account that like you can't really compare. Like I don't compare v- people that play video games professionally to athletes of other sports because they're not they're not the same realm of of how you even perform like like what do you do have to do to play well totally different and within more you know traditional sports same thing goes like you know uh I could understand people going I, I could understand I don't agree with but like people that see gymnasts and go, I don't see how that's a sport. Like I absolutely do, you know? So like it, what level, like they're just, at, they're adding breakdancing to the Olympics. 
you know, years ago, people probably would have not thought that was a sport either. Man, Turbo I... missed out. Yep. <laughs> now we're back, now we're back to Boogaloo Shrimp. But it's just it's one of those things where it's like it's it's so very different of how you become good at these things that like yeah I agree that like if you if 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 legitimizing video games as a sport is necessary to you then I absolutely I'm fine with it I I just I don't think of that in that way because I don't think of baseball players being the best at sports they might be the best at baseball but that doesn't mean those skills are applicable anywhere else and the same thing goes with video games being very good at fighting video games doesn't mean you're very good at all fighting video games and doesn't mean you're very good at other types of video games means so, i'm the i'm the fucking i could whoop jackie chan's ass that's right yeah like yeah all so, those years of mortal Kombat have taught you actual martial arts yeah exactly so i don't i press a I don't button think... and he can't hit me <laughs> i don't think putting down nascar is necessary and i know that's always like I don't think you have to say like a question if NASCAR is a sport to get an answer on whether video games is a sport. Yeah, and I think I don't know a lot. A lot of this stuff. The the weird thing about the debate to me is that most of the time it feels like the debate of is this a sport or not is rooted in like comparison. Like how do how can you compare what these guys do to these other guys? And the answer is you can't because it's all different skill sets. So why even? fight about the comparison well you know i think part of the issue is that you have play video games wondering why you'd pay a kicker money if he can't do his job and then defending that he does so much more video games when that kicker beats the shit out of his body to do that you know and it's like it that doesn't help and it doesn't help when athletes do it to video game players either uh i think we're getting better now because a lot of athletes do play video games but it's just one of those things where it's like that doesn't help legitimize what you do anymore because you've just you said like, well, this guy's not very good at playing, you know, football. Well, he beats the shit out of his body every day in just training. When he's not playing football, he's training. And like that's rough on your body too. You know. So that doesn't help when people infight about what is legitimate and what's not. It's kind of like video game when people cry over what makes you a legitimate video. I'm going to say gamer. I hate that term. What makes you a legitimate gamer? Well, There's do no you play video games? Yes or no? There's no such thing as a legitimate gamer. If you well, play video too. games, you're a gamer. I don't exactly. But it's just, it's, you know, it's a thing that people argue about. You take your doesn't, that doesn't help. This, shove it up your ass. <laughs> it doesn't help anybody by having those arguments. Seriously, I hate gatekeeping of anything. Fuck off. Don't tell people what to enjoy. Yeah, so um, my, my answer my answer at the, at the end of the day is that yes, NASCAR is a sport. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll head over to the Twitter where Jonathan sent us a message last week. He says, hey guys, I've been meaning to ask your opinions on PC gaming front ends such as Hyperspin or Launchbox slash Big Box. Anyway, I've been listening since 2006. Always entertaining. Wow. it's a long time. That is a long time. I don't know this stuff, so I might not be the right person to answer this question. Yeah, I don't know if I can... Can you repeat the question? He says, um, I've been meaning to ask your opinions on PC gaming front ends, such as Hyperspin or Launchbox slash Big Box. Oh, yeah, man, I don't know any of that. I'm sorry. I don't know. PC gaming front end. Oh, 
Yeah, yes, you do know what he's talking about. It's basically what you're talking about when you're talking about um, Retroarch. I know, I, I, as soon as I saw Hyperspin, I know exactly what I'm looking at. It's it's your... It, it, Hyperspin is... I think you can actually run it Retroarch-based, um, where it's like spins the through like a wheel on the right hand side to show you all your games. So it's a it's a it's a user interface. Yes. Um what was the other one? Uh launchbox slash big box. Launchbox. I don't know about that one. I know I hate retro. Oh yeah, I, I recognize it, all these. I hate RetroArch's default UI because it reminds me of the PS3 and it makes me cry. I I recognize these all. I I I've never actually heard the the names of them to be honest with you. Um I mean it, it's definitely fancy. I'm I'm so particular that if there was a mistake it would all have to be shut down and I'd have to redo everything by hand. Um Yeah. I but I mean I run like I like the choices that you have for Steam library at this point. Um when it doesn't look like that I get irritated. So the fact that like big box slash launch box um, looks the way it does is probably the version I'd use. But um, I've seen all of them. I mean, a good user interface is. Um, I don't really have a choice on what's better. It's such a particular way if you want, and it depends on what you're running it on too. Like um, maybe the uh, spin one is better when you're on a TV. And then on a PC, I'd say Launchbox probably because you have like set up like a menu or a folder on de- a desktop. But uh, I don't really emulate stuff, so then probably not the person. But like Ken just said, he doesn't like um, the setup of uh, RetroArch. So that's only because it reminds me of the PS3, and I have very bad memories of the cross media. Come on, bar. it's yeah. As I say, it's the cross media bar. Come on, yeah, call it, it what it's called. What sucks? Like RetroArch also you can bad. you can load new UIs in RetroArch, but it's a pain in the ass. I th- think you can load these as UIs because I um I was watching somebody on YouTube take one of those uh, like build yourself arcades, but it wasn't arcade one up. It was somebody else. Um, was it Hyperkin? Somebody made one that's like an emulation, and uh, he installed software and it was a spin one. So. All right. Uh, Dom says, you guys recently talked about the scarcity of the Switch Online library a few episodes back, and I totally agree. I just need one. TMNT, Turtles in Time. That's one you won't be getting. Yeah. Also, how about those awesome additions they made? Hey, some of those games are rare. That's fine. And are apparently good, but I, I think they need to start pairing those with bigger titles. Like I think you just need to add more titles. Well, it's well, yes, more frequently, yes. Um, but I mean, like, instead of giving us two rare games, why don't you give us one rare game that's very good, as well as a game that people know? Where the fuck is think when you give... Where the fuck is Chrono Trigger? The Chrono Trigger one you'll never get because they should just choose to sell the mobile version. But they sell that game for fifteen bucks still on mobile. Square Enix is really good at doing that. But, I mean, Dragon Quest is on the Switch, so they should just get the mobile version and put it on. Fix the graphics, so... I don't, I don't know. It, the, the fact that Nintendo doesn't have, like, an ongoing Netflix style where they're adding 20 to 30 games a month, I don't get. Well, it's not even... What's, what's, it's not even that. They don't add some certain months. 
There's a drought sometimes. I don't understand how. Like this, exactly, I this literally takes no effort to dump these things on there. Yeah, and yet here we sit. You know, like you have the Wii, Konami. The fucking Wii and the Wii U could run in sixty four. Where the fuck is that on Switch? You, you you have Konami. Like, why don't you put out Mystical Ninja? Why don't you put is out this... anything besides fucking yeah. three obscure? Games. I'm not even saying they're bad, and I'm not upset, but it's just one of those things where it's like, no, you. it looks bad. you got to put out the game that people want and then put the other game beside it and hope that somebody, after finishing the one that they got that they want to play, tries the other one and finds it's very good as well. I just don't understand. Nintendo has just given up free money. Like ActRaiser, ActRaiser 2, could I please get Illusion of Gaia on my Switch? Thank you. Nintendo could charge 15 bucks a month to access all of the games from the Super Nintendo and the NES, the ones that they could license, and people would pay it. Look, Super Alfred Chicken. I'm kidding, I just looked over on the wall and I have that. Nobody wants nobody wants Alfred. No. Spana says, so three months into the new game new gen machines, when do you think Sony decides to give people information on when the PS5 SSD can be upgraded? Also, watching the Digital Foundry comparisons between all three consoles, the PS5 doesn't seem to be the fastest at all. Thoughts? Great show, guys. I don't know what's going on with Sony and their software division. I, on a weekly basis, get irritated that HDR is always on because it washes out so many fucking games. By the way, speaking of Street Fighter V earlier, that game is broken on PS5. Nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to be fixing it. Buyer battle pass. <laughs> um, as far as a storage expansion, I I don't know. Like, there are so many things that are weird with the PS5 UI that I don't like that Sony has yet to even like address. So. I don't know. And and yes, I have seen the Digital Foundry stuff and what he's talking about is like, you remember Sony was like, this this SSD is revolutionary. Games will load so much faster. When you compare games loading on the Series X with its standard, you know, NVMe SSD and Sony's SSD, a lot of times Xbox is faster at loading the games. <laughs> Which is weird. But then on the flip side, you know, games perform better on the PlayStation 5 whereas the Xbox was supposed to be the most powerful console. So many gigaflops or whatever, teraflops. Teraflop, T-flops, baby. T-flops. The T-flops are off the charts. I'm going to be real, I'm going to give you the PR answer that nobody likes. Developers are still learning both of these hardwares and COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's going to take longer. I mean, you've seen how many games have already been delayed into 2022. We still can't buy consoles in February. A lot of games are coming out that don't even take advantage of the new machines. I mean... True. This way shit works. And and this time it's going to take longer for the for us to start really seeing, you know, the benefits of these new machines. So just enjoy the fact that your investment will probably last longer this time than it did last. 
Fingers crossed. Yeah. Just give me some games. All right. Let's, let's, Dustin sends in a message. What's the point of fighting an optional boss if you can't die? I can see dropping down the difficulty if you can't hack it, but straight up not being able to die, where's the fun in that? Just watch a YouTube video instead. What are you, What's he talking about? So last week we talked about control. Uh, there are optional bosses in that game, um, and Anthony had mentioned that he'd just given up on one. And with the new version that came out, you can basically click a button in the options menu that you will never die. Oh. It's, it's an accessibility option for people who have you know, trouble with video games. And his question is, why is that fun? Well, see, here's the thing. Video games... Because I like to see check marks being knocked off. Well, video games... The yeah. fun of video games may be for you, the challenge, but that's not what everybody's here for. Some people are just here to experience the game. Um, and if they don't, you know, if they don't want to be challenged or if they don't want to be... I mean, there's a reason why cheat codes have existed since the beginning of video games. Yes, it's because the developers were like, I don't really want to see this. I want to just experience it to make sure it's all works. Well, not only that, but so many people use them and so many people like it. And some people need to use them. Some people have trouble with certain kind of games, accessibility-wise. And there are people like me, even, that are like, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with this bullshit. Let's just turn on the no-die button and play the game. Because I'm still interacting with the game. Right. You know, it's it's not that I just want to watch what happens. I'm still playing it. Also, in, in this particular scenario, that boss fight sucks. Um, but, like, watching someone that's very good play it might take five minutes it doesn't make it's not just a i can't die the problem has been solved (laughs) right like if i put on one shot kill then maybe i could understand like what's the point um but in this particular scenario it just means that you can't die it doesn't make that boss fight that much easier you're still gonna be standing there for a while (laughs) well here's the funny thing like he seems unable to grasp the fact that people can enjoy something when they don't have consequences. I'm going to be real honest with you, replaying through Control um, since I've already beat the game, I turned on all of that accessibility stuff because I wanted to get back to the DLC because you can't just play the DLC. You have to play because through the entire... Dumb yeah, you have to play through move. the entire game again. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real honest with you, walking through that game you know, with, like, your abilities and all that stuff, knowing that the enemies can't kill you and you feeling like a super badass has been a fucking blast. Like, I've been having a ball just, like, picking people up. It's basically up. New Game Plus for you. Yeah, like, I'm just walking through, not worrying. So, like, you know those those things that shake and, like, the really annoying things that chase you that make the screen all... Like, I just run into them. And it's just, like, I feel like a badass, you know? And I think that's cool. If you want to be challenged, you don't have to tick the box. It's kind of like, um, <laughs> the the only thing I can think of like that's sort of like this, because I can't, this scenario is so weird that I can't really nail it down, but it's like when the Fallout, game, uh, Fallout 3 Game of the Year edition came out, right? You could quickly access the, um, uh, 
uh, Operation Anchorage DLC, get power armor training, <laughs> and the Chinese stealth armor. And boy, does it make the rest of that game kind of a cakewalk. And, and that's the you thing have is power armor, and you have the stealth suit that makes you invisible. <laughs> I, I, it's but just it's like fun. It's, it was fun to cause chaos. That's what I'm saying is I don't understand the gatekeeping of games have to be hard or challenging to be fun. They don't. Well, in this in this particular scenario too, like as someone that played the game, I was done the story. This was just like, oh, I'm just going to clean up the check marks. So I was doing that, and I walked into the room and I played, fought that boss multiple times, and it's it's not the boss. Like it's not what he does that's the issue. It's that they do an artificial difficulty spike, and I'm not the only one to call this shit out. Where, and and, and as I know, Dustin's a fan of of Dark Souls. The 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 worst bosses in video games are not the ones that are hard. They're the ones that make artificial difficulty by just sending out swarms of enemies. Got them it's not enemies. fun. Yeah, well, it'd be one thing if they were fodder enemies, but generally these enemies increase in difficulty and you have to juggle them with the boss. And in this particular case, the boss is flying. So I have to look up at that boss, who again isn't integral to the story in the slightest, and and worry about what's coming in on the sides of me that I can't see because I don't have um, peripheral, uh, peripheral vision like I do in real life. It's the same issue I had with a specific boss in Death Stranding. The boss has some challenge to it naturally, but the bullshit comes in with the fact that I have to stare up at this one weak spot and I'm firing missiles and they're deciding that at, in that particular game, ankle height is where I'm going to be attacked. So... I can't like your camera limits what I can see. So I am now in a scenario that is sort of unfair. Um, I prefer to just fight something that is hard, that takes more skill or uh, either fighting head on or through figuring out the puzzle aspect of it. Like when is it weak? What do I have to do? You can make that stuff challenging. If you're just going to throw enemies, that's not fun. I, I fight those on the regular anyway. I and that, in that particular boss, it has this weird vampire enemy that kills you in like one shot eventually too. I just like to play video games. I don't give a fuck if they're yeah. hard or not hard. It don't matter to me. He also says 13 Sentinels is not a horny game. That's all you can. Know what is? Yakuza 0. Can comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry that I offended you that I called 13 Sentinels a, a, a horny game but you know when the children have to get naked to get into their mech suits that's kind of horny it's also kind of gross don't so if, worry if you prefer sure if, you, if you would prefer to, for me to tell you that it's a gross game I can tell you that I like my gross games to be Booger Man thank you Booger Man I don't know Yakuza does have its horny moments there's no doubt about that is is it Yakuza Zero or is it Yakuza Six that has you help the dominatrix? That's that's Zero. Okay. I mean, I, there's probably something like that in Seven. No, Yakuza Six is the one where <laughs> the one where you can sex with models. 
Because <laughs> it's it's that's you the can one do that, that has zero. Uh, online on computers, you you call them. Sorry. Yeah, it's phone sex. It's yeah. not the same. This is the one. It's where kind of the same thing. Come on. Yeah, I mean, well, it, <laughs> they use real models in in the in Yakuza Six because that's Jay's review has a picture. Of that. I think it says "Show me your boobies." Is what Kiryu's typing in. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. About ninety percent of the games coming out of Japan are kind of horny. Even even Final Fantasy 15, which is the most boring ass in terms of that stuff. They what did they do with uh, uh, Cindy or Sydney as her original name is? Put her in like the worst mechanic outfit. It's just like hot pants and a jacket she has zipped up so you can see some cleavage. Sure. Uh, I mean. Do we? I mean, do we even need? There's a nine foot six vampire lady that people are. <laughs> come on, y'all are horny. Y'all, y'all know what you're doing. Uh, special edition comes with her heels. Yeah, and her hat. <laughs> Gotta be the hat. Uh, finally, says Ratchet and Clank, June 11th. Man, it's a long way away. Looks like I have a few months of backlog. Hopefully, Kena hits in March. I don't think a date has been officially announced yet. Nope. And yeah, Ratchet and Clank in June. That's really pushing out that launch window that they claimed that game was going to be out in. <laughs> I don't I don't know that eight months later is considered launch window, right? That must be the launch COVID window. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like are we gonna stretch launch window out to the year that the console is the first year of console uh, console launch? It's twelve month window. Yeah, that's a little much. I always think launch window is like three months. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway. For me, anyways, I agree with that. I don't know. I got plenty to play, so I can wait. I'll play Ratchet when it comes out. I will definitely play Kena when it comes out. <laughs> I I completely lost interest in Returnal as soon as they used the word rogue. I was like, nah, I'm good. The only, the only time at this point where you can hear rogue and you'll be okay with it is if Play as a stunning rogue or dashing rogue. Sorry, that's yeah. If I, if I can use my class as rogue, that's okay. But if, yeah. if your description of your game includes rogue, <laughs> run based, or souls like, I'm probably out. Sorry. Uh, Siggy says to solve the scalper problem plaguing actual gamers, what advice would you give to PlayStation, Xbox, and the stores selling consoles? So you can never stop scalpers. Um, however, you can. The the problem is right now is that for some reason no one wants to do pre-orders. Uh, you should be putting people's names down for a single console, and then calling an order or having them put the money down, whatever. But there should be a waiting list. The problem is is that these scalpers use bots. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't beat something that thinks in seconds. No. Right. No. So. Not only should they have ways to circumvent that, they should be thinking about it. Problem is, they don't care. None of these people care. They're selling consoles. Yeah, they're making. Um, they're selling it. Sony. So. Sony doesn't care that you mark up their console on second market because it just means that they're probably going to sell another console in the future. Well, not only that, but they get all the news stories of like how hard it is to get one. Yep. So yep. Uh, there's their worth. There's no benefit to Sony stopping it, other than to 
appease the the consumers. But here's the thing: y'all consumers can bitch and whine and piss and moan about it, but you're still gonna still buy one gonna when you can. It. It's like everybody that complains about insert game company, but then buys their product. Yeah. All you Nintendo fans, Nintendo's so anti-consumer, and then they bought the thing. But you're the fucking dumbest asshole. Remember this? That's coming from me. I'm the dumbest asshole on this podcast, and I think you, you, those people are dumb. You can't complain about something and then do the thing that's going to promote that behavior. Remember the boycott of Pokemon? Ugh. That really hurt that game, didn't it? Can I? I remember having back on. Twitter, I remember having an argument with someone who I considered a friend at the time about it, and I remember them saying, well, you, they were like, they were anti the DLC portion of Sun and, what is it? Sword and Shield. Um, Because some people trade in their Pokemon games to get the new one. Except, what? Absolutely, no, most people don't, because they move the characters between games. It's kind of, like, literally, that's been the concern of most people is, can I bring this stuff forward? And that's what started the anger with Sword and Shield, when people said, I can't bring my stuff forward because half of these Pokemon aren't in here. But then they bought the thing anyways, and then they bought the DLC, and they just bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch. Sounds like the internet. But it's like, in this particular case, like, literally, they don't care about you because A, you buy their games anyways, and B... Kids buy way more of these video games than you do. Yeah. So. I think my son has spent about $1,000 on mine coins, for Christ's sake. Is that... I I don't know what those are. Minecraft currency. Yeah. Is that for the... I've never actually played the console version, so I'm assuming that's for, for, uh, like, skins and stuff. You can buy packs. I mean, they have an old marketplace. I've honestly, I've never used that version, so kind of new. I know that stuff that they've built, but I don't. Like, well, people can build stuff and content. sell it on the marketplace as well. Uh, giant dong market has gone skyrocketing. My son just likes to buy explosives. <laughs> Wait, you have to buy explosives? So uh, certain kinds. People create hey. things and then they sell it. And that's this what... is so weird. All right. Hey, you know, it's weird to me too, but it's what he wants. Hey, I'm I'm not I'm not arguing with it. I'm not even it's just something one of those things I just don't understand clearly. Yeah, but I, I mean, also have not played Minecraft since like the Java version. Every single oh. game that is aimed at children has its own currency. Yep. And that's how that's and then I'm sure Ryan has experienced the same thing. Your kid will come to you and ask you for that currency by its Roblox name. with him. Yeah, Robux. Yep, ro- yep, Robux. Yeah. Yep. I remember selling That's... those cards at Target. Yep. Jacob some... got a bunch of Robux for uh, Christmas. Yeah, I we bought him uh, mine coins for Valentine's Day. That's what he wanted. He wanted to buy stuff on Marketplace, so that's what he got. Siki <laughs> also wants to know, what's the longest you went without playing a video game? Mine was uh, a month and two weeks when I went on vacation in 2006 to 2007. Uh, man, that's a tough question. Probably a month. I, I can't. I don't have a specific timeline. It all blends together eventually. I don't. Know. And I don't think about it like that. You know, I don't think about like, oh, I haven't played video games this long. I don't know that I can yeah. answer that. Yeah. 
I don't know that I can either. I, I feel like probably the answer is about a month, but that would be my guess. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Huh. It's yeah. an interesting question, but not one I think I can answer. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I certainly don't keep it like a record of when I didn't play. So I and and topple that with the fact that I'm old. Yeah. I'm starting to well, I'm starting to eject parts of my memory. <laughs> same. I can keep I can keep track of current events. Uh well, Chad sent us the email about NASCAR. And he sent us a tweet that says Muggle Quidditch is more of a sport than NASCAR. Wow. No, 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 no. What is muggle no. quidditch? That's some oh Harry my God. Potter shit. I don't you... know. Well, I know what I know what quidditch is and I know what a muggle okay. is, but I don't know so, what muggle quidditch is. Do you know what LARPing is? Yes. Then put that together. Oh, okay. So it's people pretending to play quidditch. It's people playing quidditch as best as they possibly can while kind of LARPing their wizards. Like in the real world or yeah, in the yeah, Harry Potter universe? Yeah, I mean they're they're in the real world. They're playing the best version of Quidditch you could possibly play. I gotcha. And they call I mean, it Muggle Quidditch because yeah. they're not wizards. I get it. Yeah. Makes sense. How do you know? Like I don't. Wizards? I don't hate them. Don't I, I mean, whatever. Do you do your own thing? But no, 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 they are not. I played Muggle. <laughs> I played Muggle Quidditch down at the Four Seasons in Total Landscaping. The. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR, sorry, no, they're not. They're not more athletes than than, than the NASCAR drivers. I, I'm sure we've already covered that, but I just want to make sure that is perfectly known. That no, you're playing a fake sport. I, I mean, they're playing, playing, I guess, a real sport that just isn't. Quidditch is not real, Anthony. I don't. I hate you know to what be I mean? the bearer you know what of bad I mean? news. Like they are. Like, I, I, <laughs> listen, pro wrestling isn't real, and those guys like, are athletes. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I was but... gonna say, like, it'd be like saying, like. You're playing a, a not a real card game if you played Gwent in real life. You can't fly on a broom. Did I say that they fucking fly? <laughs> this conversation has really gotten hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you can't actually fly on a broom. I just, Did I, I say that they fly <laughs> on a broom? Yeah, like, what the fuck? When did you take <laughs> that out of what I said? Because you were like, it's like playing Gwent with with different cards. Like, no, you're still playing with cards. You can't literally. You said it wasn't a real game. I'm like, well, technically it has doing something. So I guess it. Humans the flying fuck you on inanimate objects is is not real. <sighs> it's not real. I I hate to break that down. I hate to be the bearer of this devastating news. You know, when people play freeze tag, they don't actually fucking freeze. Friends? Yeah. Or, yeah. It's the same shit. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, I lost it's, a cousin it's, it's to a bad game of freeze tag. So. He got hypothermia and died. Yeah. It's arbitrary rules. I don't understand what the fuck you want me to say. I don't play it. Oh, shit. I, will, I want to see people LARP Quidditch now. Do you see? Have you ever seen the people that ha, like do the fucking fake horse race? What? No. Oh man, I it, it's it's oh god. Um, it's like horse a horse race? head. Sorry. A fake like a hobby horse. Yeah. Like a horse on a stick. They have yeah. a stick with like the head at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, that's and it. Could you like slap the stick? Like get on board. I'm assuming they do. I've it, it's just, like 
Listen, I'm not going to begrudge up. anybody what they want to do for fun, but I wouldn't call that a sport. Yeah, I'm perfectly willing to say that NASCAR is more of a sport than uh, <laughs> fake. I mean, honestly, they're probably both sports. They probably both involve athletic activity and I mean, trying to score points. I just wouldn't put them. Above I'm going NASCAR. for it. I'm calling. I'm calling Muggle Quidditch a sport. God damn it. Ryan, I don't want to know. I don't know how to tell you this, but you can't fly on a broom. Okay. Yeah, but I can pretend to fly on a broom. You, you can't. You can't do it. I can pretend. No, pretend is not a sport. If pretend is a sport, every motherfucker is an athlete. If I'm pretending to run around on a broom and throwing a ball at a goal or whatever the hell. I'm gonna call it a sport. I'm calling it. It's the world, sport. the world is full of athletes. It's true. Everybody's an athlete. Some of them are. Some of them are better athletes than others. <laughs> oh shit! You can't say I'm not an athlete because I run around on a fake broom. You just said that you can't actually fly on a broom. So running around on fake ones, the closest thing I can get. I think Nike's Ken's not, an, Ken's, Ken's not an athlete because he goes to Taco Bell four times a week. <laughs> that, no, that is a sport. You don't even know the kind of endurance that that takes. You start sitting on the toilet for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the I'm, endurance. I'm not an athlete because I'm 40. That's that's why I'm not an athlete. I mean, that's that's uh, fair. I'm not it's quite not, 40 yet. You're not like Tom Brady, who's no. older than we are. It's true. And he's out there on the football field making me look like, dude, you got out of breath taking the trash out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Shit. It's true, though. It is kind of true. Like, I I joke with my son about it because, you know, he's at that age where he wants to beat me. Like, he's got to be stronger than me. Um, Yeah. And he'll come and he'll come and tackle me and, like, try to wrestle me and he'll be out of breath and I'll be like... You're ten. Yeah. You go. You, you step up your game, son. <laughs> you got to step up the game. Like eventually, you'll be able to like poke me and I'll fall over. So don't worry about it. Yeah. You just pull the walker out from under. <laughs> just grab and pull. Watch it go down. Yep. Be spending the night in the ER. What's up? Mookie says, just got back to playing Overwatch after being absent for more than five years or so. How is that possible? The game has been out for five years. Uh, and I got hooked. Damn you, Ken and Drew. Yep, all their fault. Yep. You listen to us, you're going to hear that word. That word. We're going to say it. I can't believe I still play it. Well. I mean, you want to feel old and you want to feel like gaming is a sport. Play Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) And just get humbled that your 20, 30 years experience does nothing. There are kids that just bought it last weekend that smoke you. 
Yeah, well. That's what happens. Yeah. For sure. That's why I don't get in voice chat. I don't I don't need my ego bruised anymore. <laughs> it already is. Anyway. I think we killed everything with the muggle quidditch. Yes. I don't think you go anywhere from there. If you want to tweet at us, set M4G podcast. If you'd like to send us an email, send them to podcast at ztgd.com. Uh, Phoenix Down. Uh, Yakuza Zero, currently running. That first episode was like two and a half hours. Which is like. They're crazy. I mean. They're crazy for doing this. Are they doing all the Yakuza games? I think they're taking a break in between each one, but that's the plan. They're not going to finish those games this year. No, they're both. Well, no, no, no. They've already, he, Drew already said to me that that's probably not going to happen. No way. I just think he underestimates how long this one's going to take. Oh, Zero is huge. I've been playing it for years and still haven't technically finished But it's it. going to be Zero, but then they're going to play a different game, and then they're going to move. That's yeah. how I understand how they're going to go. Good luck with that. But that first episode is up. It's like two and a half hours long. Um, so go check that out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ZTGD. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at WombatRP. You can follow the site at ZTGD Content. And you can send us angry messages about your horny games. Or about how Muggle Quidditch is a sport. I don't care. It is a sport. I want somebody to send I'm me. A YouTube, I want somebody to send me a YouTube video of people playing Muggle Quidditch in real life. I mean, I'm sure you could probably just look it up. I mean, I could, but I want. I, I think I might. It's not like there's a YouTube block on Muggle Quidditch. You don't like, know. I don't imagine. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. You don't know what I can't. I never even heard of it until today. So. I mean, that's the beauty of this podcast is it's been going for. Where are we at? We started in 2006. Yeah, this will be 15 years 15 in uh, years. August. And we're still learning new things. About Muggle Quidditch. <laughs> and about what's a sport and what's not a sport. Oh, I heard a badoop. That probably means Anthony sent us a link to Muggle Quidditch. Uh, it did. No. UCLA Quidditch. Wait, no. See? This can't We're even be... doing it at a college, man. That's that's a sport. <sighs> Look at that dude. He got athletic socks on. It's a sport. <laughs> Look at that dude. He got athletic socks on. Are those headbands? Are they wearing headbands? Well, got a headband on. It's definitely a sport. I mean, Macho Man wore a headband. You know. Oh yeah. Well, that was a sport too. I've I've never denied that. I I've always said wrestling is fake, but I've never said it wasn't a sport. But then oh, again, they're sport. not trying to fly on brooms, so there is that. That's true. Although it wouldn't shock me if somebody somewhere didn't have that gimmick at some point. <laughs> I, speaking of wrestling, I watched the Taker's interview with Rogan after he officially oh, retired. Yeah, and like, it's weird seeing him out of character after 30 years. Like, cause yeah. I, don't, I don't follow wrestling, so I've never, like, read or watched anything that he'd done outside of WWE. Like, I always knew him as the cold, calculated, I don't talk much, mean ass motherfucker. And, like, hearing him just talking on the show, <laughs> it's like, damn. Yeah, he hasn't really been the I don't talk guy for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I know I know he's talked a lot more, but like, he was still... He, he hasn't really done out of character stuff, you're right. Yeah, like he didn't do a lot of interviews and like documentaries and stuff about him and 
I mean, I remember when he debuted. I was watching it. Of course, it was a month after it happened. I had to wait because I didn't pay for pay-per-view back then. I rented them at the VHS store. But I remember seeing him come out. There's just something amazing that our children will never recapture about going to a video store (laughs) on a weekend and renting a movie or a game or something and having to having to hope that the one you want is there and like having to call the video store in advance just to see if it's there and having the video game store guy or the rental store guy get mad because a hundred people have already asked him if they have it in stock <laughs> and then get weird shit in that that's what i miss the most is just the weird stuff that they would take a risk on just to see movies or or video games like the fact that my mom and pop shop had turbo graphic 16 stuff today sounds crazy because that thing did nothing in the u.s right and the fact that they had it was amazing i have so many fond memories of playing or you know going to the video store picking out a game to rent and getting like a big bag of jelly belly jelly beans yeah, my mom take me, and she'd go do the grocery shopping. Like, a lot of games I rented were at the Marsh supermarket. Oh, yeah, Marsh. Yeah, so, like, the, the, the rental place was in the front, so as soon as we'd go in, she'd let me stand there and pick out a game. And she'd do the shopping, and then you grab that ticket, you know, that ticket that comes out of the box. Yep. And then you rent it and take it home. And you pop, you hope your NES, the cartridge that you get, is not dirty. Yep. So you got to mess with it for twenty minutes before it boots. Yep. Man, those were great the, stuff. Man, those I were played the best some of the weekends. I played some of the most truly terrible games I've ever played in my life, thanks to video rental stores. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it for the world. No. Although it was worse when you bought a game, and it sucked. I remember one Christmas, my mom took me to Meyer and said, you know, you can get a game for Super Nintendo. And because it was 1990-whatever, I picked Home Alone for the Super Nintendo. Oh, yep, yep. That'll do it, man. Oh, so man. many bad licensing license games in that time period, but <sighs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I still probably put like 20 hours in Home Alone. Oh, I'm sure you did. Because you had it, man. Yeah. You had it for the weekend. You had to... That was your game for the weekend. Yeah. Couldn't be messing around and just being like, oh, I don't like it. No, <laughs> man, you played it. It didn't matter if it sucked or not. Too bad. Yeah. It's not like today where there are 37 other games that came out last week. Right. Yeah. That's the shit you were stuck with for that weekend. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have free to play you games. complained about it, because if you complained about it, your mom or dad would have been like, seriously, I just rented you this game, and now you're complaining about it, talking about your board, and you don't have nothing to do? Get out of my face. Go play the game. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. Now my son can go on Roblox and play 600 games in 10 minutes. For free. Yeah, for free. Yeah. For absolutely free. Yeah, I had that joke with my son the other day. He was complaining there wasn't anything on TV to watch. I'm like, motherfucker, we got Netflix. We got <laughs> you Hulu. your son a motherfucker. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, we got Netflix. We got Hulu. We got Disney Plus. We got HBO Max. I used to have to come home. Got and, all this stuff. I was like, I used to have to come home and hope it was 3 o'clock and that the Transformers was on and there wasn't a news story. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. And then at three thirty, that shit was over. That's right. I didn't get to watch, I didn't get to hit next episode on the button. Nope. Had to wait. <sighs> now he's complaining he ain't got nothing to watch. I'm like, you know what, if you ain't got nothing to watch, I can't help you. Right. You literally have access to like everything. Like you can binge watch gummy bears. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Exactly. I don't want to hear no complaints. I got to watch one episode a day. So shut the fuck up. That's right. <laughs> well, now you know you're listening to the old people podcast. Yeah, get off my lawn. Talking about how good the kids got it. Oh man, I, it, I am officially my. I father. seriously do miss the. I, I do. I seriously do miss the video rental days, man. Like I know everybody loves the convenience, and I love the convenience too, but. There really was something to be said for like just standing in the video store and trying to figure out what you wanted to rent and looking at a box and being like, man, is this game good or does it suck? <laughs> the cover looks good, but these screenshots on the back, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's a thing that people don't understand with music even. Of like standing in a store, knowing that you're only willing to spend so much money and flipping through records and... Maybe you don't find anything new from bands you like, but you don't have that issue of, like, this looks interesting anymore. Because Spotify just says, ah, we've looked at what you listen to. Here's some shit to try out. Yeah. It's not the same. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's no level of experimentation associated yeah. with it. It's. I mean, to be fair, that's the way almost everything is now. Yeah. Yep. Remember when we used to have to go see a movie to see a movie trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. think about that. We had to go to the theater. That's a funny story. I think it was Jason. I want to say it was Jason. Jason and I bought tickets to see a movie just to see the Phantom Menace trailer. Yeah. We didn't stay for the movie. You just watched the trailer and left? Yeah, we pulled into the back of the that's, theater, watched the Phantom Menace trailer, and left. That's that's Pete geekdom right there. Yeah. Yeah, because you, know, you couldn't just go on to YouTube when the trailer dropped and just watch it. Right. And I'll tell you what, I'd have done it again. I was rad as shit. Like you walking out of the theater. Well, uh, it was a kid's movie too. So like a bunch of kids in there. It's weird. People don't appreciate it, man. People don't appreciate what we've, what we've lost in the sake of all this convenience. As much as we've gained, there's a lot that's been lost too at the same time. <laughs> there's no, there's no more, like that that look of discovery <clears throat> in a child's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, like when you when you walk in and it's like, "Oh, I didn't even know they had this game or this movie." Yeah. Now they just know everything. Yep. Everything is is fed into you at 100 miles an hour and you don't even have to think about it like the the algorithms tell you what you're going to like. Right. Yep. Yeah, the algorithms do all the work for you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have that curation of like, Oh, the local movie store guy kind of knows what you're into and may recommend you something. Cause there's just, it doesn't exist anymore. I remember right. that. I remember that working at GameStop. We had like regular customers. Yep. And when a game came out, we could be like, yo, you should check this out. This is your jam. And, and nowadays kids just come in. They're like, yeah, I'm looking for this game. Cause uh, I watched four, 40 hours of it on YouTube and it looks rad. Yeah. <laughs> so my my son, 
knew everything there was to know about Undertale before he even played Undertale. That's crazy to me. Yeah, he knew everything. Knew where everything was. Knew uh, how to beat the people. Knew it all. (sighs) And knew all the characters and all the special secret characters because there are a hundred different Roblox uh, Undertale games. Man, it's what we always said we wanted. Right. Now we got it. We didn't didn't know what we were asking for. Yeah, now we got it. We're like, man, I miss the old days. Yep. That's just the nature of nostalgia, but still. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. I'm going to... Hold on. One more thing. Go ahead. Um, You you say it's the nature of nostalgia, and I I agree to it an extent. And I, I realize I'm coming more from a music angle. But, uh, I mean, I'd argue this with anything. The problem with this, the way it is now, is that I don't think you get the same sort of cult aspects that you do with old media. Uh, whether it be video games, music, or or movies, or television shows. The way this is set up now is that it is the most popular stuff that is inevitably going to be pushed into people's faces. Um, so you don't get that aspect of, uh, like Deadly Premonition would not have gotten a sequel in this day and age because it just would have sank to the bottom. Um, and I know that's people have different thoughts about, but like I, that is only a decade of a, di- a difference, really. Decades a long time in technology. You're right, but what I'm saying is, is like it's not even necessarily a nostalgia. Thing. Like uh, when I get when I get stuff on Spotify that's sent to me, it's mostly stuff I recognize the names of like in terms of artist because of course that's what most people are listening to so inevitably the way it works is that the most popular stuff is going to be recommended because it's what most people listen to which is where most of the data comes from and so you don't get cult artists you don't get um, you know the weirder video games rising to the top and if they do in the odd case they undertale they just get absorbed into the mass of popularity. And now it's just another big thing. It's, and I'm not saying, Oh, we need to have special stuff. It's just, again, it's now, it can't link to anything else because it's just going to link to the other popular stuff because of the, that's the way the algorithms work. Um, YouTube, you could see it for a while. It's a bit better now, but for a while there it was like, Oh, if I'm watching this person, it links to, all these other popular YouTubers because that's what everybody's watching. So the way the algorithm sees it, if you're watching this video that, and someone else watched that video, but then watched this popular YouTuber, well, you should watch this popular YouTuber. Makes my head hurt. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a mess and, and it, it needs a little bit more human curation, I think in a lot of aspects of everything. Um, video games isn't hit as hard, but it does. It is the same issue going on as well. Um, so Steam tried its best with the curator system, but I think that's kind of been abandoned by most people at this point. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I wasn't trying to be funny last weekend. I really had never heard of the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That, that that, really is amazing to me. Yeah, that's shocking to me, but like, never heard of it. Um, you know, like when we talk about Glass Masquerade, 
like that game is not a game that gets talked about but you know the moment everybody catches on that that's a really great game it ends up being just another great game and you don't have connection to any of these more obscure titles we used to i mean we've been around long enough that we used to have that influence remember when we got like 20 people to play viking yeah, I was actually just thinking about Viking the other day, and yeah. that game is still fifteen dollars on Steam, which is amazing. Yeah, I remember talking about that. Like nobody had heard of that game, and we talked about it like for weeks. Yep, and we had people emailing us like, "Man, this game is great! Thank you guys for talking about it." Yeah. Like, man, the people who made Viking ought to be paying us money. Yeah, no doubt, and they never did pay us money. They never did pay us money. No. Nope. That game, they should add that to back and pat. I'd play that game again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a message to Ubisoft, and I'm gonna say that our comments about Viking Battle for Asgard on the 360, <laughs> I'm gonna draw a straight line between that and the success of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I'm gonna ask him for a check. <laughs> I need a, I need a check for this, even though Viking was published by Sega. Oh yeah, that don't matter. It was it a Viking game. It was a Viking game. We did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> you know the funny part was, I was like. I think that was published by Ubisoft. <laughs> nope. and bold. It was not. It's published by no, Sega. It was not. I don't remember the developer that made that game, but I don't either. Like I know Sega published it, but I do not remember who developed it. And I I'm sure going back and playing it now would not be a good exercise. No. But no. at the time it was it was really great. Yeah. I bought a copy for a dollar on disc because E B games was just like, hey, Let's get rid of all of our 360 stuff. It's like a dollar a piece. Get rid of it. All right. I have to look it up now. Creative Assembly. Oh, Creative shit. Assembly. Okay. Made that game. It's a good game, man. You can it's a good it... game. Very bloody. You get it on eBay for $4.50. Yeah. You know what else was a uh, a great game that I thought was going to end up being a a big series? Um, that kind of disappeared was 99 Nights. They made a sequel. I know. It was not as good. It's got a no, notorious... Isn't that the game that has like the notorious um, B.I.G.? Konami <laughs> co- uh, conference attached to it? No. Well, the second one was. Yeah, the second one where, he go, where he's like telling people to clap. So the first Just... one was actually published by Microsoft. Yes, it was. It was a 360 oh, really? exclusive game. Yes, it was. And it was very, very good. Yep. It was. Well, very, very good is subjective. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was developed by Fantagram, Q Entertainment, uh, Tetsuya Mitsuguchi. That's who it was. Published by it Xbox reminds Game me... Studios. Yeah, it was like a better Dynasty Warriors at the time. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Tak Fuji that was one that was telling people to clap. Yes, that's the creepy. Oh conference but yeah the first one was microsoft the second one came out and it was not good no not even by 99 night standards <laughs> no that is true so unfortunately yeah i remember the 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 xbox 360 at launch the hook to that thing was thousands of characters on screen yeah 99 that nights, was the big yeah, 99 Nights had that push big time. And so did Dead Rising. Yep. Look at all these characters so, on screen. So did so did Cameo, if you remember. Cameo had that those scenes where all the ogres were yep. uh, on the battlefield or whatever. And then that game died. 
Yep. All the good games die young. Only the good die young. <laughs> That's what I was going for. All right. <laughs> Uh, that is it for the show this week. Um, unless anybody has anything else. Oh, you didn't care for me. You're praying on your rosary. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come out, come out, Virginia, don't let me. Okay. Sorry. Great. Are you done? Nope. <laughs> I love Billy Joel. You can keep going if you want. I love that song. Looks an for, amazing uh, song. We're gonna, we're gonna, re- we're gonna release that. We would do that and some Bob Dylan. Cover We're doing it. <laughs> speaking of Bob, now, uh, before we go, speaking of Bob Dylan, I was watching an episode because Dinosaurs is on Disney Plus now. Yep. They have that episode where, where Robbie is a, is a vegan. And he goes to the vegan cafe and there's like a Bob Dylan dinosaur thing in <laughs> the vegan cafe. I don't want to remember that. Oh, I don't remember that episode. Yeah. Like he's up there with I believe the, you. He's I'm got hungry. the harmonica and he's up there like eating the weeds and the broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that show's good. Anyway, we out. Peace, peace. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.